Hi, I'm Olivia and welcome to another episode of the Born Eco podcast, the podcast that's all about bettering yourself to better the planet. So before we jump into another episode today, I want you to make sure that you've clicked the subscribe or follow button and that you've taken a screenshot ready to share on Instagram and tag us at Born Eco. We can't wait to see how much you've loved the podcast and sharing it with your friends. Remember, if you share or leave a five-star review, you could be in contention for being our listener of the week. So to enjoy today's episode, I can't wait to hear what you think. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Born Eco podcast. I'm Olivia and today we're talking about New Year's resolutions. As if 2020 wasn't enough this year, I just know that the pressure of New Year's is going to come round, and everyone's going to start panicking about what they didn't achieve this year that they wanted to and what they want to achieve in 2021. Now, I just want to talk about in this episode New Year's resolutions because I'm not doing them and I've never really been on board with the whole New Year's resolution kind of thing because I sort of think it's kind of just another fad that people put pressure on themselves for and I don't really like that kind of aspect of it. Yes, I love reflecting on my year, looking back at how the year has gone, maybe what I have achieved, but I don't like dwelling on the things that I haven't done. And I think 2020 has been a year where lots of plans changed for everyone for so many different reasons. And a lot of the things that we all set out to do back in January probably haven't happened in a lot of cases. I know speaking for myself, that has not happened at all and even looking towards 2021 thinking oh maybe I can do the next year I'm not so sure those are going to happen because of the pandemic so I think yes reflecting on the year is always a really beneficial thing I talk about reflection quite a lot in my journaling episodes when I talk about a lot of mental health um, and self-care I think reflecting on things looking back at things with gratitude is a really positive thing to do However, I think looking back at the year and going, oh, I didn't achieve this. Oh, my New Year's resolution, I stopped in January or this didn't happen. This didn't happen. It's not really positive and it doesn't really solve anything. Sort of sitting down and complaining about the things you haven't done doesn't fix anything. It's all about planning and looking forward for me. And although that does sound like a New Year's resolution, I don't think we should do New Year's resolutions this year. I think we should be grateful for what we have achieved this year in the fact that we've actually made it to the end of probably one of the toughest years, hopefully, that we will ever have to experience in our lifetime. Plus, a lot of the time, New Year's resolutions resolve around patriarchal diet culture, where we feel that we should be guilty for indulging over Christmas. I am doing inverted commas here with my hands that you can't see, obviously. But, you know, we're having to correct the mistakes that we've made in December. We have to get back on track or kickstart our new year. And as much as I think that these in essence, obviously have a good message about how we should be looking to lead a more healthy lifestyle. But that doesn't mean signing up for a gym membership just because you feel you should. Or it doesn't mean starting that new diet that, to be honest, isn't going to work just because you feel that you maybe ate a little bit more than you should have done over Christmas. And anyway, what is more than you should have? There is no specified um 
quota for what you can and can't eat on any day of the year, let alone Christmas. Even having discussions over my partner about our Christmas traditions because of the pandemic, this is going to be the first year where I won't be seeing my family over Christmas and we will be spending Christmas with his family, which I'm very excited for. Um, But it does mean that I'm going to be learning some new traditions this year. And just talking about food, you know, my Christmas day typically was pancakes in the morning and then we'd have our Christmas lunch and then we'd be so full that we wouldn't eat anything else for the rest of the day. Whereas they would have pan chocolates for breakfast, they would have a Christmas lunch and then they would have a cheese border and nibbles throughout the rest of the day. And I was like, oh my goodness, how have you got room to carry on eating? And it's just kind of that discussion of everyone's Christmases are different. So how can you judge what is too much when it comes to food? So please, first of all, scrap the idea that there is a certain amount of food you should or shouldn't eat over the Christmas period and that you should therefore try and correct all of these mistakes in January. Now, this time last year, I read a book called Just Eat It. And honestly, it's probably one of the most life-changing books I've ever read. It's written by a fantastic lady. She is a nutritionist called, and she's Dr. Laura Thomas. Dr. Laura Thomas, excuse me. And it's a book all about intuitive eating. Because this time last year, I was really struggling with my body image. I was not too sure about what what I felt in my body. And when it came to food, I was a little bit confused. And I think it had just been a whirlwind of a year. Like I'd moved out, I'd done my teaching degree, everything was all go. And I kind of lost my relationship with my body and food. And I was in with friends, you know, remember when we could do that in Manchester. Um, and I saw this book and I just had to get it. And this book teaches you all about listening to your body and it was the perfect thing to read over Christmas because I just learned to forgive myself and not worry about what I was or wasn't doing because, you know, the media says I should kickstart my diet in January, which is a load of rubbish anyway. Diets don't work, they're not healthy and they often lead to eating disorders later down the line, which just obviously is not a very good thing for stop. So this is one of the reasons why I think we shouldn't be doing New Year's resolutions this year. We should be focusing on celebrating ourselves and what we have achieved. And if that means indulging in the things that you love, then go for it. Because a lot of the time this year, we have missed out on those positive things. You should focus on what brings you joy. And for a lot of people, going to the gym isn't joyful. I have days where I am absolutely loving my gym session, but other days where I just don't feel it. So I just don't go. This morning I tried to go for a run because I was really feeling it. I got one kilometre in and I honestly felt like I was going to throw up because I'd not long eaten pan au chocolates before I went. And, you know, I just thought rather than be hard on myself for not finishing my run the way I wanted to, even though I was so pumped for it, I walked the rest of the way and I just really enjoyed being outside on a beautiful crisp morning and just forgave myself for it because actually whose pressure was I giving into, you know, what standard was I not meeting as a result of that? And I think being being um, forgiving for yourself and going, actually, I'm a human and I've managed to make it through 2020 with, you know, with all of the sort of issues up against us we've done it so you know let's not worry about if the fact that you maybe have put on some weight weight isn't bad it's your body's response to eating a lot of the time and we've all been really stressed and that affects how our body responds to the food that we eat as well and especially in 
a pandemic, we haven't had a lot of things to look forward to. And I know that myself and my partner, we've been incredibly, incredibly privileged in the fact that we have been able to um, still support local businesses financially with takeaway options and things like that. So we've been in, indulging and treating ourselves with a weekly takeaway pretty much since March. Actually, not every week, but you know, we, we've been fairly consistent takeaways from local businesses because we want to support the businesses in our community and we've got nothing else to do at the moment. So obviously our diet has changed because we've been indulging ourselves a little bit more. But I'm grateful for the fact that I have been able to support local businesses and I've had those date nights with my partner every week that we look forward to. So I do feel like I'm rambling on a little bit, but getting back to the point of why I don't think we should be doing New Year's resolutions, you just need to... I've said it multiple times already, but forgive yourself for what we've all gone through and don't put pressure on yourself. I have seen so many tweets and Instagram posts and reels of people being like, this is what I've achieved in 2020. A year ago today, I made this decision and look what's happened. And for a lot of people that can be incredibly sort of difficult to watch. I know for myself, like when I was looking through a few of them, I was like, hang on a sec, I haven't really done anything. I haven't bought a house. I haven't done this. I haven't, you know, but actually when I sit back and reflect on my year, I've done a hell of a lot and I need to be grateful for that and not succumb to the pressure of looking at other people's success. You know, supporting other people doesn't take away anything from what I've achieved this year because what I've achieved this year is I've actually got through it. I have, I was in my first year of teaching last academic year I didn't get a full NQT year which for those of you that have been teachers or are thinking about becoming teachers an NQT year is such a crucial part of your teacher journey it helps sort of you learn so many things you get to observe so many teachers have amazing trainings and I missed out on a large chunk of that due to COVID and I also was plunged right into a great heap of responsibility because all of a sudden I was having to figure out teaching in a pandemic and supporting my class in a way that no one has ever had to before and now starting my second year of teaching I've had a lot more responsibility again with new subject leadership roles and the pressure on teachers has just exponentially exploded and I've managed to figure that out almost in, you know, not even really in my second year of teaching. And so for that, I'm really proud of myself. I definitely know that if I did set New Year's resolutions in January, it wouldn't have been on any level of what I've achieved so far this year. Yes, you can have a plan for things. And I certainly did not plan anything that happened this year. And I don't think any of us did. But I'm incredibly proud of the things that I've achieved. And I think that's because I didn't set expectations I kind of just thought you know what? I'm just gonna have a really great year and take every day the best I can so if you do want to set new year's resolutions I've got three that I think you should set so number one I think everyone should make the new year's resolution of being more present each day this is something that I have really tried to do and I'm not saying I do it every day but I really try and refocus myself in the present moment this means putting technology away going for a walk without listening to music and just listening to the sounds of nature around you. Just being present in conversations when you are with friends or with family, putting down your phone and being in the moment so you can fully absorb it for what it is. 
Number two, I think everyone should reflect more, whether this is through gratitude practices, you know, think back on your day, pick out the things that have been amazing. Because actually, those are the things that are going to make you have a positive outlook on life, not looking back at the negative things. And also not just skipping past things, looking back and reflecting in a, gra- in a grateful way is such a good practice to get into. And then finally, the last resolution I think we should all take is to prioritise your self-care in whatever way this works for you. For me, this is journaling and I talked about it a lot in my last podcast. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend it. But taking time for yourself, whether that is through journaling, exploring your thoughts, setting intentions down on a page is a really successful way that you can improve your mental health and just support your general well-being. And again, fulfill number one and two, you're being grateful, you're showing gratitude and you're being present in the moment because you're there, you're writing, you're in it. So those are the only resolutions that I think anyone should be setting this year and you should take away all the pressures to do anything else. And ultimately, even if you don't do those three every single day, just trying your best is all you can do and being forgiving of yourself if sometimes you don't always have the um, achieving everyone every single day. So that rounds up another episode of the Bornico podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Born Eco podcast. If you've liked what you've listened to today, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or share on social media and remember to tag us at Born Eco. We look forward to you joining us again next week. Remember, a new episode goes live every Friday at 8am. I'm Olivia and thank you again for listening to our podcast. Bye.